Welcome to the Word in 3D, where we're going deep into God's Word. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected my knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. We're promoting the Word of God so that there won't be destruction. We're transforming our imagination and gaining an eternal perspective by reading, praying, and reflecting on God's complete word together. Out of depression, into joy. Out of bondage and walking in freedom. Join us, the word in 3D. Let's go. God, we magnify you, we exalt you. We bless you and we praise you, God. You are the Lord God Almighty. True and living God, there's none like you. We will praise you, we will honor you, we will share about your goodness, we will testify you to your grace and your mercy in our lives, God. Confessing that we are sinners saved by grace. Confessing that uh, before we accepted your son as our savior, we, we were just like everybody else, walking around doing things by the world's standards, doing things by our own standards. But acknowledging you came in and you changed the game. You flipped the script, God, and giving thanks for that. Giving thanks for your word. Giving thanks for your son. Giving thanks for your truth. Giving thanks for brothers and sisters that we can fellowship with and connect with. Father God, I'm just asking today that you would meet us where we're at, that you would speak to us, that you would give uh, wisdom and revelation as we're getting into your word, as we're gaining an eternal perspective as we're being transformed by the renewing of your minds. Lord, I ask that you would allow us to take hold of what it is that we read, what it is that we hear, the inspiration, the instructions, that we can go forth and live the life you created us to live. God. Do it by your power, by your spirit, and by your might, Father, not our own. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So today's readings, we have Proverbs 23, going to verse, verse 29 and 24 to, to verse 4, Philippians chapter 1, uh, 1 to 26, and Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 1, and going to chapter 3, and ending that verse 20. So let's get this started, starting off with Proverbs 23, 29. Let's jump into it. Lawrence, would you start us off? Um, okay, catch me off guard. All right, all right. We ain't listening to that. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaints? Who has needless bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? Those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine, do not gaze at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in a cup, when it goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites you like a snake and poisons like a viper. Your eyes will see strange sights and your mind will imagine confusing things. You believe you will be like one sleeping on a high seas, lying on top of the rigging. They hit me, you will say, 
but I'm not hurt. They beat me, but I don't feel it. When will I wake up so I can find another drink? 24. And passing it to you. Okay. Do not envy the wicked. Do not desire the company, their company, for their hearts plot violence and their lips about making trouble. By wisdom, a house is built and through understanding, it is established. Though knowledge, through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Let's reflect on that. Proverbs 23, verse 29, going to chapter 24 and ending that verse four. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? Amen. Um, I'll start there in 23 towards the end. Uh, even just verse 29. Um, who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaints? Who has uh, needless bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? Um, those who linger over wine, who go to sample bowls of mixed wine. Just talking about, you know, like, I'm just seeing this, like, who has different issues, you know, woe, sorrow, strife, complaints. I know that I definitely have. I feel like everybody does at some time, you know, and it might be for different reasons. That's cool. It's not like here to judge and evaluate what you complain about or what gives you grief and gives you trouble. I think it was like to the, to the latter part where he said that like, where where are you kind of turning to about this issue you know if i'm if i'm going to the mixed wine and if i'm looking at that if, if i'm getting some type of like earthly like satisfaction or earthly something to soothe and help solve my issues he's saying like listen like it doesn't seem that bad now but it's gonna bite you know um it goes down smoothly but in the end, it bites like a snake. It poisons like a viper. And so just knowing that these things that, that seem like solutions from the earth, um, they lead to they lead to further destruction. Mm. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, is Paola in the building? No, not this morning. Okay, okay. Let's jump to Monique. What stood out to you? What inspiration did you get? What type of instructions? Um, for me, um, it's I, I think that this all just kind of obviously frowns upon drinking, and um, at least drinking in 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 abundance, like overtly drinking, and um thinking to maybe get away from the sorrow um, to deal with the complaints of life. And um, and uh, 24, for me, that's obviously an instruction to not be envious of evil men. 
um, nor desire to be with them. You know, kind of just this, it, it may look cool, you know, to to parlay with certain people or to, to keep company and small talk, you know, through social media or wherever. But, you know, ultimately we don't, we, we know in our spirits when, when, when something's not right, um, that we shouldn't be envious of that, nor want to be around it. That's good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't even want to add anything else onto that. I, I think you said it well. You said it really well. Um, David, what stood out to you? What uh, type of instructions, what type of inspiration did you get from this passage? Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for the people who went before me. Um, you know, yeah, I think in both of these, you know, both what Brother Aaron and, you know, this one Nick just said, you know, both of them tarry around you know, what we do as people to cope, you know, um, as flesh, what happens is, you know, we, we deal with problems in certain ways. And unfortunately, you know, as humans, we want to get satisfaction, but now and, and quickly, you know, both of which are things that we shouldn't do because anything we do in haste usually results in bad and something not going well, you know? Drinking drinking does make you feel good, but for that reason, it leads to usually things of the flesh and unfortunately sin, you know? Um, being attracted or trying to hang around people who seemingly are cool and live this certain life is because you're trying to get a fast track to try to get to maybe the, the, maybe, you know, the way they're being perceived, you wanna gain that through through association. All of these are, are, are things that we do to get the adoration of man. Um, and, and and we have to just remember that these, these type of desires and wants are only desires and wants of the flesh and lead us to, to nothing but woe. So, um, yeah, I think this is just a reiteration of us having to stay strong and um, make sure to recognize everything that's pretty and bright um, doesn't mean, you know, we have to um, consume it. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. Amen. And let's jump it over to my brother, Lawrence. What stood uh, out to you? What inspiration did you get? What type of instructions from this passage? Um, chapter 24. Um, chapter 24 really stood out to me. Um, uh, I think what stood out to me was verse 3 and 4. It says, by wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is, it is established. Uh, um, through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Um, in my head, naturally, I would think that would be backwards, you know, for you to get knowledge first, then then understanding, then wisdom. But I think that it's given like a clear um, idea of like, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, so 
um, to build your house upon the Lord first. Um, and many times it would say, with wisdom, get understanding, or with knowledge, get understanding. And I think, um, I think, my goodness, that's such a strong emphasis on faith for us to just trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean out into our own understanding. And then after we trust in the Lord, you know, we can lean into a lane <laughs> unto our own understanding through him, you know, filtering it through him. Because it gets to a point where the Lord is like, your foundation is built strong. Your house is built strong on this foundation. Let's begin to find, to restore to you the joy of your salvation. Begin to, you know, um, go through this journey, find the joy in the journey. Let's build upon your life. Let's walk in some faith. Let's uh, rekindle one in your life and allow it to be glorious to your faith. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to go on 24 verse one. Do not envy the wicked. Do not desire their company for their hearts plot violence and their lips talk about making trouble. Um, by wisdom, a house is built and through understanding it is established through knowledge. Its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. I think this is a great reminder. It's great inspiration to not get caught up. And the things that the world gets caught up in too, you know, people want material. They want the Lamborghini. They want the nice car and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and you see when people get them, get that stuff and they get it the way that's not how God intended us to get it. You know, sometimes that can cause envy in, in us who are, who are trying to walk in the right path, you know? Um, but there's other scriptures that, talk about this it talks about don't envy them because god knows their end like people may be getting all this good stuff right now or what perceives as good stuff but at the end of it is emptiness you know um and even jumping up to verse 29 who has woe who has sorrow who has strife who has complaints who has needless bruises you know it, it kind of alludes to that emptiness life of trying to get a high off of this stuff over and over again and being dull and insensitive to God, not having that relationship with God. And so we need to be rich towards God rather than try to envy all this other stuff that everybody else has. Because in the end, it ain't gonna last. It ain't gonna even be there. So, yeah. We have, oh, we just jumped to prayer. So let's jump into prayer. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, uh, God, we love you. We thank you, God, that you um, have called us into a relationship, a rich relationship with you, that we don't have to be envious of anything or anybody, Lord, but that you are our treasure, Lord, because you last forever. All this stuff on earth that is created today is gone tomorrow, but what we do for you will last for eternity, eternal riches that come everlasting, Lord. Lord, let us remember and retain this in our hearts, Lord, do not be envious of the wicked. Do not want what they have. Do not desire what they do. But remember that, Lord, you have the true riches. You have the, the peace, the joy, the love, the kindness that lasts all throughout eternity. So, Lord, we want to ref reflect on that and keep that and retain that in our hearts. So when people are looking at us and they're like, well, why you got that joy? Why you got that peace? We can point it all back to you. 
our Prince of Peace, Lord, our true treasure, our true joy, our true love. We thank you, God, that you have given us yourself, which is the highest treasure that we could ever have. We praise you and we thank you, God. Help us to have revelation and retain and remember this throughout our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Up next, we have Philippians chapter 1, starting with verse 1, the 26. And uh, David and Monique, may you lead us in this. All right, thank you, guys. Um, greeting, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for our fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart in such a much, in, a, in as much as both in my chains and the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ will be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served as to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter is so out of love, knowing that I am here to put, I am here for the defense of the gospel. The former preacher of Christ with selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains, but does it matter? The only, the important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. And yes, I will continue to rejoice. And for I know, for I know that your prayers and God's provision 
of the spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. For I am to go on living. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. So that through my being with you, again, your boasting in Christ will abound on account of me. Praise God. Praise God. Philippians chapter one, verse one to 26. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? I don't know. I have this again, but Aaron, you're up. <laughs> okay. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. I was just taking a look to see. Um, verse nine. And my prayer is that your love may abound more and more in the knowledge and depth of insight. So that you may be able to discern what is best and maybe be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. That one definitely uh, stands out for me. Just knowing Paul's heart for the church and Philippi, his, his heart for the church everywhere, the believers, um, they just constantly praying for them. You know, it's not like, oh, I went in there and did my ministry and gathered my offerings or something. Then I was just hit the road, you know, constantly praying for, for these others in the church. And then also, um, I always love this passage, uh, verse six, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Come on. And just knowing that, like, man, even when I have, like, you know, good ideas or something, like, is happening or um, just just every good and perfect gift comes from above, whether it's tangible or intangible. And if God gives something, if he gives a vision, he's going to make provision for it. He's going to send the resources, the team, the know-how, all in his time and in his planning. Mm -hmm. He will see it through to completion as he sees fit. Amen. Give the vision, he'll give you the provision. I like that. Amen. And I'm going to piggyback on that because verse 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's so comforting. That is, that's such a great instruction. That's such a great inspiration because we do not have to worry about what the next step is when we are walking with God. He's going to order our steps. And so we can take a breath and not be uh, frazzled and anxious. Um, and I believe, Lawrence, you were saying in the last passage, um, 
about, you know, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it, it was something about, uh, oh, yes, yes, there it goes. Uh, by wisdom, a house is built and through understanding is established. Um, I connect that with this passage because, you know, when we're leaning on Christ, when we're leaning on his wisdom, um, it doesn't take that much strength for us on our own. It, and it, it, and that brings me back to even that other scripture about like, you know, if an ax is dull, it takes more strength to actually cut through the wood. And so I just see us when we're leaning on Christ and we know that he has a full, complete plan for us. Um, we don't have to stress out as, as much. And so that really is like my chill pill right there. It's like, God's going to complete it. It ain't, it ain't up to me. God's going to complete it. I'm just going to lean on him. Let's go with David. What stood out to you? What inspiration did you get from this passage? What type of instructions? Yeah, definitely. I just want to say thank you for the guys who just went before me. Um, you know, I want to go with the Philippians 1 verse 27. Right? Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which in them a proof of perdition, but to you salvation and that from God. So to me, this is very clear in letting us know, you know, instructions on how to go about the business of God. When you, when you are a servant, when you are doing his work, understand we need to go out there, be steadfast in what we're doing, um, but be of one spirit and of one mind striving together. Once again, the relativeness of unity, which is necessary that we need to come together. Once again, as we've been learning in this building as every day, we're learning how not only we need to come together, use each other's gifts, but we need to become one spirit, one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel, very specific, right? And then I think it, it, right there on 29, it also lets you know, well, there you go. Now this is the real part, you know? For to you, it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe him, wait for it, but also to suffer his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me. Now here it's in me. So recognizing that, guess what? When you're doing Lord's work, when you go into battle, you will get hurt. That is that is the name of the game. But recognize you are not alone and we all have suffered. Mm -hmm. But once again, always remember it is written, you know, fear not, I am with you, right? So, um, and God is with you. And, the, and because of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is always with you. So um, praise God for that. Amen. Thank you for that, brother. That's good. Good word. Holy Spirit inspired. Monique, what stood out to you? What inspiration? What type of instructions? Uh. For me, it was um, verse 9 um, when he's talking about love. And um, I like the message. It says, so this is my prayer that your love will flourish, that you will not only love much, but well, learn, learn to love appropriately 
You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus will be proud of, mm-hmm. bountiful and fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. Um, and for me, this is just, you know, kind of um, in, in encouraging to know, you know, that 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 love that love for Jesus Christ, the love from Jesus Christ, all of this kind of abiding in this exchange, you know, is ultimately, um, you know, we, we're putting it in so we put it out as well, how we love, how we love other people, you know, a love that will grow. Um, and that's it. Amen. That's good. Thank you for pointing that out. That's, that's good to, that's a good reminder that, that love, man, that's important. That's so important. With that said, uh, would you lead us in a prayer, Monique? Um, oh, I'm sorry. We need to go to Lawrence. I'm glad I got this in here because my brain be going, woo. All right. Lawrence, where you at, brother? Man, I'm about to cover like seven verses. All right, verse 12. <laughs> now I know, I know what you know, brothers and sisters, and what has happened to me has actually served to advance the kingdom. First off, man, I just reminded I need to get to a place where no matter what happens to me, it's all to advance the kingdom. That's just for my life. Then the next verse, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole place that everyone else that and to everyone else that I am in change for Christ. When does it anything that happens? to you does it become clear to any and everybody that everything that you were doing is for christ so that's you 14 and because of my change most of my brothers and sisters have become confident that's that's something else to think about all right 18 but what does it matter (laughs) that 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 scripture right there just what does it matter the important thing is that in every way whether the false motives or, or true of christ is preached and because of this, I rejoice. Yes, I will continue to rejoice. Um, and then verse 20, um, I'm going to skip to 21. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am uh, to, to go on living in a body, this will mean fruitful labor. I never read that like that to where is, if I live, the gospel will continue to be preached. If I die, I will be in glory. And so, um, and then verse 20. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but we'll have sufficient courage. It it encourages me that even Paul has so much confidence in the Holy Spirit that that even though he doesn't know what's in the future, um, he has expectation that that the Holy Spirit will subdue him with courage and what he needs so that God may be exalted. Preach. Bring it down. Come on now. All right. With that said, uh, I'm going to ask Monique, would you lead us in a prayer just to remember and retain what we just learned right now? Um, Father God, we come to you and we thank you for these words. We thank you for your word of instruction and of love. Um, we thank you for being the ultimate parent by providing us with this love and this discipline. 
Um, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to abide in you, to put in all of your your faithfulness and your righteousness, and to be able to to represent you um, as as a as a Christian. Um, help us to stay strong and courageous um, as we're here. We know as we're here on earth, um, we're living for you. Um, but to die is to, is a gain as well. Um, help us to rejoice in the suffering. Mm-hmm. Help us to remember that um, you know the the labor that that you provide us with the purpose of life. Um, it, it's all to bring you praise and all to bring you glory. Um, whether in living, whether in dying, it's all to your glory, God. And um, help us to just be a beacon of light. Um, to be carriers of love, um, to continue to pour, pour into ourselves so that we can pour out in, in our living every day here on earth um, so that people can see the Jesus that we can see working in our lives. So um, when we call to, to give, you, give you praise as well. It's these things I pray in Jesus' name, amen. The Book of Zephaniah The word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah, son of Cushai, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hezekiah, during the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away both people and animals. I will sweep away the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble when I destroy all people on the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I will destroy every remnant of Baal worship in this place, every remembrance of the idolatrous priests, those who bow down on the roofs to worship the starry host, those who bow down and swear by the Lord, and who also swear by Molech, those who turn back from following the Lord and neither seek the Lord nor inquire of Him. Be silent before the sovereign Lord, for the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated those he has invited. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's sons and all those clad in foreign clothes. On that day, I will punish all who avoid stepping on the threshold, who fill the temple of their gods with violence and deceit. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will go up from the fish gate, wailing from the new quarter, and a loud crash from the hills. Wail, you who live in the market district. All your merchants will be wiped out. All who trade with silver will be destroyed. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are complacent, who are like wine, left on its dregs, who think. The Lord will do nothing either good or bad. 
Their wealth will be plundered, their houses demolished. Though they build houses, they will not live in them. Though they plant vineyards, they will not drink the wine. The great day of the Lord is near, near and coming quickly. The cry on the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty warrior shouts his battle cry. That day will be a day of wrath. A day of distress and anguish, a day of trouble and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the corner towers. I will bring such distress on all people that they will grope about like those who are blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood will be poured out like dust, and their entrails like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his jealousy, the whole earth will be consumed, for he will make a sudden end of all who live on the earth. The Book of Zephaniah continues. Gather together. Gather yourselves together, you shameful nation, before the decree takes effect and that day passes like wind-blown chaff. Before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's wrath comes upon you. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land. You who do what he commands, seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. Gaza will be abandoned and Eshkelon left in ruins. At midday, Ashdod will be emptied and Ekron uprooted. Woe to you who live by the sea, you Carathite people. The word of the Lord is against you, Canaan land of the Philistines, he says. I will destroy you, and none will be left. The land by the sea will become pastures, having wells for shepherds and pens for flocks. That land will belong to the remnant of the house of Judah. There they will find pasture. In the evening, they will lie down in the houses of Eshkelon. The Lord their God will care for them. He will restore their fortunes. I have heard the insults of Moab and the taunts of the Ammonites who insulted my people and made threats against their land. Therefore, as surely as I live, declares the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel. Surely, Moab will become like Sodom, the Ammonites like Gomorrah, a place of weeds and salt pits, a wasteland forever. The remnant of my people will plunder them. The survivors of my nation will inherit their land. This is what they will get in return for their pride for insulting and mocking the people of the Lord Almighty. The Lord will be awesome to them when he destroys all the gods of the earth. Distant nations will bow down to him, all of them in their own lands. You Kushites too will be slain by my sword. He will stretch out his hand against the north and destroy Assyria, leaving Nineveh utterly desolate and dry as the desert. Flocks and herds will lie down there, creatures of every kind. The desert owl, 
and the screech owl will roost on her columns. Their hooting will echo through the windows, rubble will fill the doorways, the beams of cedar will be exposed. This is the city of reverie that lived in safety, she said to herself. I am the one, and there is none besides me. What a ruin she has become, a lair for wild beasts. All who pass by her scoff and shake their fists. Woe to the city of oppressors, rebellious and defiled. She obeys no one, she accepts no correction. She does not trust in the Lord, she does not draw near to her God. Her officials within her are roaring lions. Her rulers are evening wolves who leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are unprincipled. They cannot be trusted. Her priests profane the sanctuary and do violence to the law. The Lord within her is righteous. He does no wrong. Morning by morning he dispenses his justice and every new day he does not fail. Yet... The unrighteous know no shame. I have destroyed nations. Their strongholds are demolished. I have left their streets deserted with no one passing through. Their cities are laid waste. They are deserted and empty. Of Jerusalem, I thought, surely you will fear me and accept correction. Then her place of refuge would not be destroyed, nor all my punishments come upon her. But they were still eager to act corruptly in all they did. Therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord. For the day I will stand up to testify. I have decided to assemble the nations, to gather the kingdoms, and to pour out my wrath on them. All my fierce anger. The whole world will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger. Then I will purify the lips of the peoples, that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshipers, my scattered people, will bring me offerings. On that day, you, Jerusalem, will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me because I will remove from you those who revel in your glory. Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill, but I will leave within you the meek and humble. The remnant of Israel will trust in the name of the Lord. They will do no wrong. They will tell no lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. Sing, daughter Zion. Shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I will remove from you all who mourn 
over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and reproach for you. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame. I will gather the exiles. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they have suffered shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. All right, let's reflect on that. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 1, going to chapter 3, verse 20. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? We'll start off with Lawrence. And man, don't be starting me out on these long ones, man. Dang. <laughs> Dang, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, um, man, I just want to say, like, so grateful for Jesus and for him being a sacrificial lamb for him. I'm thankful for forgiveness. My goodness. I heard my pastor say something yesterday. He said, guilt is a gift. I said, what? <laughs> or the day before yesterday, he said, guilt is a gift. I said, I'm like, huh? But then I realized shame shame is what um is what you know guilt it, it, it is according to what we do shame attacks who you are huh. and um it's a beautiful thing because jesus bore our shame like there's no condemnation like there is like we can beat ourselves up all we want to, but we can stop ourselves from beating ourselves up when we have understanding of who Christ is, what he did and his purpose and how he sees us. And man, just, you know, once again, we're just seeing the continual uh, cycle of a people losing their way. And um, I'm reminded um, that we must remember, that we must reflect that we must go deeper and move forward um, in order to uh, continue to love greater, greater measure and appreciate uh -huh. his mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Amen. 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 Yeah, I'm so thankful for that grace of God. Uh, what stood out to me in this was chapter 1 and verse 18 neither their sil silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of, of the Lord's wrath in the fire of his jealousy the whole world will be consumed for he will make a sudden end of all who live in the earth I started to get emotional because you know there's a day that is coming and it is soon and sometimes we like to deny it but God has been doing this since the beginning of people have been wiped out because they didn't listen or because they didn't have knowledge of God or, or his ways. And, you know, when we just read in the, in the beginning that don't envy the wicked, you know, or don't take any of their ways, 
or, or be in the company because it's like their wealth, silver and gold will not be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. When, when we stand before God, we all stand before God naked. It's like there is nothing that we can say, oh, look, I have a lot of money in my bank account, God. Uh, you know, can I pay this off? You know, before God, we're all broke people. And if we don't understand that and, and we start putting pride in this life, I mean, we're going to be in trouble on the day of judgment. There ain't nothing that can save us but Jesus. There's nothing that can give us that eternal reward except investing in his kingdom, investing in the poor, doing what he's called us to do. So that really stood out to me, man. It's just like, we got to get busy. We got to get busy. And uh, we are getting busy by the grace of God. I don't know why that just jumped to that. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, let's jump to let's jump to Aaron. What stood out to you? What inspiration? What type of instructions? Hey, man. Yeah, I was really um really taking it back in like uh, chapter three, um, verse nine. Chapter three, starting verse nine, maybe to like ten or twelve. But what I'm hearing is just that you know, I guess what everybody's going to be destroyed by the fire um, because of the wickedness and because of turning away from God. I think it's interesting that he's also talking about, but I'm going to keep a remnant of my people and, uh, and, and I will um, sustain them. And it's just really interesting to me, like just in the big picture of like, I'm going to wipe everything out but I'm going to leave a few of my people so that you know who it was that did this and you know what happened and why it happened. So it fulfills that prophecy. I think that's pretty just really like gangster actually. Um, and then chapter three, verse 16 through 17, these ones were just very inspiring. You know, on that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear Zion. And do not let your hands hang limp. Don't give up. Verse 17, the Lord, your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. He will love. He will no longer rebuke you. He will rejoice with you um, over singing. And I just thought that's beautiful. It's going to get crazy, but don't be afraid. Um, God's still got a plan. He's still working it out. Amen. Let's jump to uh, Monique. What stood out to you? What inspiration did you get? What type of instructions? For me, it was chapter 2, verse 3. Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Um, like Aaron said, and just the history and um, kind of the, um, you know, the location wise, you know, he scattered people. He says dispersed, like the dispersed ones in that 
this this is for everybody but even in the midst of this judgment and you know this this these consequences this punishment Mm -hmm. coming down he's still there's still an opportunity for salvation Mm -hmm. there's still an opportunity to humble yourself um and i like how it it just you know it's all you make which is you know seek the lord all you make and then seek humility you know it just goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. with um you know not just the afflicted the poor people um you know, people who are struggling or impressed, but, you know, anybody that's suffering, um, that's suffering and they're not bitter about their suffering, you know, they're meek, they're humble. Um, they know that it, it, it's affliction that is only, it's happening through, through God um, because it's what he's allowing, you know, um, so that we can, we can, we can submit to him. Um, that's a part of our purpose amen and jumping to david what stood out to you what type of instructions type of inspiration from this passage i just want to say thank you for you guys who can't love before um you know for me i'm going to go with uh, uh zephaniah 3 verse 19 it goes, behold, at that time, I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather those who were driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where they were put to shame. At that time, I will bring you back. Even at that time, I gather you for I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth. When I return your captives before your eyes, says the Lord. You know, why I think this is great. And once again, this is all prophetic words. And, and once again, you know, when you when when the when these words are put in this way, remember you are included when they say, you know, you. When he's when the word you is being used, it's apply it to yourself. And I'm saying, you know, I will deal with all who afflicted you. Like once again, putting your trust in the Lord because He will do your vengeance. He will, uh, He will do your work. Mm-hmm. Allow Him to do the battle. Right? I will save the lame. You know, sometimes sometimes we think, yeah, but I, I might be good. But what about what about them? What about what about the guy on the corner? Remember, God sees all, knows all. So you are not the one who's going to be. We don't have to think like, oh yeah, but what about him? Because God already knows that guy. God knows that that guy needs it. Um, at the same time, I will bring you back and, and appoint them for praise and fame. You know, and, and it's crucial how they 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 double they double use of that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for praise and fame, um, and then they reversed it for I will give you fame and praise. Amen. Um, and and once again, you know maybe not of the the same fame and praise of this world but the fame and praise in 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 the glory of god and in, in the spiritual realm which is very different it's oh, a yeah. different type of fame and it's a different type of praise it's a different way you'll be exalted in heaven it's a different place you will be looked upon by others for those of us who recognize who he is and recognize our purpose within his purpose you know and, and among all the peoples of the earth once again 
we talk about the, you know, the, all of us who are scattered in diaspora of this world, you know, we are all still part of this same family. Recognize that, like, when these things we are talking about, us, this is our lineage. Amen. The day will come for Amen. us. So, you know, praise God to that. Praise God. Yeah. When you said that, something sparked off, it's just like, we need to be famous in God's eyes because you think, yes. you think there are so much many more beings and people in heaven than there are on this earth. There's so much many more people that pass through this earth that are in heaven than that we're trying to please here on earth. So we're famous in God's eyes. We got it locked. We got it locked. Mm -hmm. With that said, uh, Aaron, would you lead us in a closing prayer? Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. We just thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your inspiration and your instruction. Thank you for revelation and confirmation. Father, and we thank you that we can turn to your scripture and that we know that you had us in mind when you prepared it. But God, when you inspired the authors, when you spoke through them, when you inspired the prophets and the apostles and the and the disciples, God, you had us in mind. So we just thank you for that. Lord, ask that we'd be able to retain what it is that we learned today. Lord God, the seeds that were planted, that they go deep down into our hearts, they take root, that they begin to blossom by those seeds that were already planted in us before, that they received water and nutrients today, and they continue to grow. Father, cause our lights to shine and our good deeds to be seen among men, that they would glorify you in heaven, God. We'll be careful to lift you up. As we lift up the name of Jesus, you will draw all men unto him. Have your way, Lord God, and into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Remembering that Christ is the purpose for everything and that he is the one that's going to keep us in these times of 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 drought and those times of doubt so hallelujah amen thanks for joining we're in 3d y'all we're gonna continue this tomorrow by the grace of god going deeper and deeper into god we're getting more revelation and being a light in this dark world you know what i'm saying Thanks for those who supported this time. Adam Takeda, Shannon Joe Lewis, Eddie and Mina Jones, Jody and Dan Mayhew, Aaron and Paola Scott, Sophia Williams, Troy Olson, David Kamara, Jesse Miller, Nehemiah Tracy, Charles Mays, Katie Randall, and those who support that don't want to be mentioned, but you know who you are. So uh, thank y'all for joining this time. We are going to continue tomorrow by the grace of God getting deeper and deeper. God bless you. We'll talk soon.